Hey everybody, this is Sarah Hazy, and we're here for another episode of Microsoft 365 Voice. And I have Mike. Um, my name is Mike Marlani. And I'm Antonio Mayo. And we are super happy to have an additional guest with us today on the M365 Voice. Do you want to introduce yourself, Mark? Yeah, my name is Mark Cashman, and I'm a senior product manager at Microsoft, focused on lots of things SharePoint. Anything you would do with SharePoint as a content service in Teams, that's kind of where I focus. And most recently, a lot of focus on Microsoft Lists. I, I am the PMM, which is the product marketing manager for Lists. And maybe in your jar of questions, there might be a couple of list questions. I think that there are. I think that we almost pre-prepared this and we're super excited to have Mark here. So um, I'm going to pull out our jar uh, for questions of which we have a big one. Um, so Mark, I don't know if you're aware, but every podcast episode, uh, Antonio and Mike and I, we pull a question out of the jar and we answer that user question. So because you're a superhero and because you're a product marketing manager and do amazing things at Microsoft, um, we don't want you to answer one question. We're going to ask you <laughs> list questions all day long. And we're going to see on, how I... many list questions we can have you answer in one podcast I... episode. All right, I can do that. For a second there, I thought you were going to pull questions and answer them. And I was just going to sit here and do a lot of this. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Excellent. <laughs> so uh, this episode, we get to ask all the questions and Mark here is going to provide answers to our questions. So Antonio and Mike, are, are you ready? We are ready. Ready. Yeah. Okay. Do we want to do this uh, round robin style? We've done that before as we've talked about other questions. Sure. Why yeah. not? Let's do that. Okay. Mark, are you ready? I am ready. And it sounds like it's going to be ping pong for me instead of round robin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yes. I'm, re I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Perfect. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll kick things off uh, if that's okay. So Microsoft Lists, I know it's rolling out. I know I've talked to other people. It's shown up in my tenant. I know I've talked to other people who haven't seen it yet. Where are we out on the rollout for Microsoft Lists? Yeah, so availability of Microsoft Lists, which has a bunch of components, some of which, you know, if you're starting to see it, mostly you're seeing the new Microsoft Lists Home, the new app in Microsoft 365. Very good timing today as we record. Uh, we just rolled out Microsoft Lists in Microsoft Teams, so we're making progress there. The one caveat is um, for the Lists Home, which brings with it the new list creation and the, the ready-made templates, some of our new templates are getting started quickly. Um, that has just started to roll out for targeted release. We started just at the tail end of July, and we are almost about 100% of targeted release, which is great if you're on targeted release. And it sounds like if you just got it, you're you're just within the targeted release. Um, but for standard release, that is yet to come. So that's a lot of our customers. And so our goal is to be fully rolled out um, for education, for enterprise, and for government. Obviously, targeted release, standard release by the end of October. Okay, perfect. So, so. I'll go next. Is that okay if I go next slide? Go for it. All right. So, uh, Mark, I'm going to ask you a question that's probably one of the most common ones that you get. Yeah. Um, okay. How are Microsoft lists different than SharePoint lists? Aha. This is one of my favorite questions because the the snarky answer is they're no different. Um, the way that my peer, Lincoln Damaris, who is the kind of the lead engineer on lists, is he describes it as we only have one product for lists in Microsoft 365, and that's Microsoft Lists. But because we obviously have the legacy of the SharePoint lists, 
we are just building on the platform of a SharePoint list, the, the platform part of it. So technically it resides in a SharePoint site, same as you could create in the past, a site in SharePoint, you can continue to do that, but we're giving you some new entry points. So I described lists home, and so it's a way for me to get across all of my lists without the sort of involvement of going to the team site. So I can go from list to list to list, and I'm really similar to how I go to OneDrive for all my files, how I go to SharePoint for all my sites, lists, or what is now the lists app in Microsoft 365 is, is that. But the base plumbing, the innovations that we've had for the last 15 plus years, is lists the the value of what you can do with a list two years ago carries forward um, some of the new things with microsoft lists we have a couple of new views so we've got a calendar view we've got a grid view uh, quick edit is getting some superpowers it's really a, a, a breath of fresh air if you haven't used quick edit for a while um, and then on top of that we're really going back to templates but templates that are agile uh, easy to use. The getting started is is for everyone. That's our target. It is not just for the SharePoint aficionado. Um, and you know, a list is a list is a list. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, and we want to make them more easy. But we also know that there are different levels of scenarios. So if this step into this new era of Microsoft List gets us to be able to build um, more simple lists. And then if you've got some chops to be able to build some lists like you all and a lot of our, our uh, makers out there, you can still do that. You can do lots of things with views. You can do lots of things with conditional formatting, JSON. And then of course, there's that integration with the Power Platform. So it's all still there. It is the same, but at the same time, it's very new and different. Great. So since it is an evolution, if we like you called it from a SharePoint list, mm -hmm. where where do we store that? So we go into we have a list for a home list, and now go create a list. Where does that list get stored? Is it in SharePoint? Yep. It's it's definitely in SharePoint. And to be frank, pretty much anything we talk about that that is content, um, whether it's a site, a page, a news article, a portal, an internet of of all sizes. Obviously, when you get down to documents and lists, if you build apps with Power Apps on that data structure, it's all SharePoint. And in that question, I think the the best thing would say to say is SharePoint is the content service to Microsoft 365. The caveat being that doesn't include chat in Teams. That's that's an Azure structure. It doesn't include tasks in Planner. That's certainly stored. All all stored with the same SLA, the same compliance, the same security. But kind of back to the previous question, we're talking about the evolution of a SharePoint list. And so it's still stored in SharePoint. Um, we, we don't move it in terms of we won't put it in a different place. It's just the entry point and a little bit of, you know, removing a couple of clicks to have to go in to create a list. Um, but if I'm on the list home and I use a template, ultimately I'm choosing the where do I want this list to be stored. And because it's based on me, I see my recent uh, places that I have access to and of that I'll be able to choose and do it from the home. I could still do it with SharePoint. You know how to do that. Uh, I mentioned that we're launching Teams, the new experience for lists in Teams. So they, take that as a really great way to think of if I'm in a team and and whether you know it or not, there is a group connected team site by default. And and I know you know that, but but to be clear, that's where your files get stored. But it's also a full-blown SharePoint team site on the back end. So when you go to create in Teams with the new lists app, it looks very different. You choose from a template, you give it a name, and you click go. 
and it automatically becomes a tab. So the, our intent was to build, use, and uh, collaborate all within Teams. But ultimately, when I create the list and I start adding items and I do things with views and I add comments, which is one of our new features, it's all in the list and it's all stored in SharePoint. Yeah, I definitely love the idea of the multiple entries to create a list, whether you're going from SharePoint natively yep. or you are from the home list or from, from Microsoft Teams that we just talked about. I don't have to go now only to SharePoint or before only to SharePoint to create a list and make its way to uh, to Teams that can do it from Microsoft Teams. This, this is really great. That's right. And that notion of, especially in Teams, you could have a something as a tab in Teams, whether it's a document, a planner plan, list just to be frank, have actually been there for a while in terms of I can bring an existing list as a tab in Teams. What's really new is the creation experience. I create and stay in Teams. Um, but yeah, so far we're getting some good feedback off of it. Uh, the value, of course, that Teams brings is, you know this from the past, if you go to a SharePoint site, you navigate to site contents and you get to your list. That's That's a couple of clicks. But ultimately, you have your list, and when you're there, even today, you'll have a great experience. And all these new capabilities I've been talking about will come to those lists as well, even if your SharePoint is your entry point. Um, the real value, though, is when uh, in Teams, to have the conversation side by side um, is real powerful. We, we, have, we do it in, you have the ability to share a list, to collaborate on a list. But on an individual list item, I can say, I can at mention Sarah or I could mention all three of you to bring you into the conversation, just like Teams, that's the core value. But the item that's linked to, to that thread that gets started or continues, because you might get drawn into it, is a link back to the list item, which is, that's you know, I've seen, I've seen lots of solutions build that, and it's been very custom, and they're, you know, they do a great job. It may be in Power Apps, they built that experience, or a custom user interface. This is pure out-of-the-box with really nice integration, not just to create, but to actually get work done. I love that. And the granularity level of being able to tag people on individual list items takes that business process automation to a whole new level in yeah. terms of capability when it comes to lists. So, um, Mike, I'm going to I'm gonna cut in uh, with my next question. So, I've heard you actually talk about, Mark, personal lists, which mm, is a whole new yeah. concept with lists, right? Because a lot of us have it created is. lists in the past, and most of those lists were for, um, we may have used them with one person or multiple people, but now we have this whole idea of personal lists, which are actually unique in terms of where and how they're stored and how they can be accessed. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's one of those that a lot of people were very excited about, and to the IT side of the house, they were sort of like, oh, okay, you know, how does that work? Um, the pattern of the parallel that I could describe is when you create uh, your, your OneDrive for the first time, we all know that in the days of old, that was your My Documents folder within a My Site. And we've done a lot of work to abstract that away, not just to hide some of what SharePoint was in the past in terms of our platform, but it was to add a ton of value of how people expect to work with their files. Um, and so we're taking that same approach where you've got essentially in OneDrive, personal storage. We've only really been leveraging in OneDrive personal storage for files, but we have that same construct to be able to leverage and have personal lists. So we frame it around that you have personal storage in Microsoft 365, which is true. And up until that we started to release this new list aspect, you were only using it for documents. Um, the caveat then for IT is, well, how do I manage that? 
and mm -hmm. it is something that we're obviously taking pretty pretty seriously. And the same notion, uh, if if IT were to control who can create a Microsoft team or abstract that out, who can create a Microsoft 365 group, they're taking that same approach where if you want to by default leave the ability for people to create personal lists, of course you can. And when you go to create a new list, you can choose my lists or any that you have access to that would effectively be a team site or a team. Um, what we're reviewing and, and getting a lot of feedback on is what if I just want only select people or nobody to be able to create a personal list? And that's where we're taking feedback and the team. We don't yet have the solid exact plan for uh, the admin side of lists. Um, but 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 from a platform security compliance, how do you manage it? Who has access to it? It is no different than OneDrive from a files perspective. It just happens to be a different uh, content type of list. And it's actually really easy to use because, as I mentioned, list landed in my tenant today. So I'm literally, as you're talking, went and clicked on create a new list and it asked me a bunch of questions. What do you want to name it? What's the description, yep. the icon, the color? But then it says save to and the default option is my lists, which yep. is again yep. a personal list or I can choose another location to save my list. Love the way they've made it really easy and it's got that home icon next to my list. So it's tying in that home one, my personal kind of thing. Yeah. And I think if um, if you or or anybody using Microsoft 365 is kind of bought into the notion of agnostically speaking, of course, it's important. Where is it stored? How is it secured? All that. But that aside, a lot of users just are. What am I most recently working on? And if I'm working on something that's really just for me work wise, uh, I may not want to have it in a workspace or a, sorry, a team space. Uh, or at some point I may want to own it and then share it. So when you create a personal list it is you are the owner but you can share it and you can actually share it with somebody who who could become an owner or a member or a viewer so you have a little bit of control like a document when you go to the sharing dialogue it's you know built on the same platform from a sharing perspective you have those choices a little different because there's things you can do with documents and and different you know but similar pattern and very much the same backbone. Um, so with a personal list outside of some of the uh, uh, the thoughts that IT has around how are we going to manage it, there is that value of I can get started, it's my list, uh, and I can share it with whomever, or it may just be one scenario where I'm just tracking some things for myself and I've got 10 other lists that are a part of other teams with mm -hmm. co contributors and collaborators and there's that's there. Um, the, the sort of step back value besides having the option to do a personal list is the list home. I can navigate all of those lists and I can just literally go into the list back to home, into another list back to home. And, you know, I get to sometimes say, well, imagine in the past if you were to do that and navigate from your events list with the team that's managing Ignite to then my personal list that's managing for, with my engineering team all of the list roadmap items. Two very distinct groups, different ownership. And for me, I jump back and forth between those all the time, and it saves me so much time just to be able to go to list home and into my list that I need to get into. So, fantastic, love it. So I'm, I'm gonna. This is not my question that I want to ask you, but it is a clarifying <laughs> question. It's two clarifying questions on what you just said, and then I don't I've got think you can do that, Antonio. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna ask three in a row. Um, so first, I think like, I saw this in Congress the other day. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
with what Sarah described, when you go to um, you go to create a list and you choose to create it in my list, I just want to confirm: is that a personal list, and is that getting stored in OneDrive? Is that what you're saying? That is that is correct. And to say OneDrive, obviously we know where it's being stored, um, but we 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 talk about it as it's your individual personal storage for lists, same as OneDrive is for your personal file or personal work files. But yes and yes to your question. Okay, great. And then my actual question was, um, if I already have lists that I have access to in SharePoint Online, and I now get as part of targeted release, or once it gets to standard release, I got Microsoft Lists. When I go into the Microsoft Lists app, will I be able to also see the lists I already have access to in SharePoint Online? All right, so I'm going to defer this to Sarah only with a Q&A. Sarah, when you just got your access, were you in a location where you had created a list before? Oh. And I think you're on mute, Sarah. You are on mute. I am. Sorry, I had background noise. Yes, I have it in my tenant, and I have yep. other SharePoint lists created in that same tenant. Yep. So what Sarah's experience, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the way we've designed it is any list that you have accessed recently, whether it was a SharePoint list from five years ago and you use it all the time, uh, or it's one that you just created in your personal space, they're kind of treated as equal in the context of have I accessed it recently? And so there's two parts to, I guess there's three parts to the list home. There's the create button at top, which kind of opens up and navigates through to choose a template or import from Excel or just start from blank, which is I think the best template in the world. But then you see your favorites, so you have Mm -hmm. the ability to favorite a list, and you can do that on the list home or in the list itself. There's always a little star you can you can click, Um, and then below that is just all your recent ones, and you have one pivot, and they're definitely looking through to get a lot of feedback on what other pivots and filters. But the current one is to pivot on team and personal in the recent, so you could pivot to just your recent personal lists. Um, But from that, you would see any existing list. And that answers my question, Mark, because I thought it was curious that I had one recent list out here, but it's a list that I actually <laughs> accessed recently on a SharePoint site. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so mystery solved. So Antonio, That's great. Good, but you, you can't have more questions. <laughs> so <Okay>. does, <laughs> sorry, if I go to OneDrive for business, will I be able to see my personal list? Ah, so no. The answer is, uh, I think what you're asking is if I went to OneDrive in Microsoft 365, um, to to step back, when you go to the app launcher, you see all the apps, whichever ones you're you're either have pinned or put there for you. So, of course, you see uh, Outlook, you see Teams, you see Yammer, you see SharePoint, and you've been, of course, seeing OneDrive. Uh, They're distinct apps. So when you click into OneDrive, it primarily shows you what the team has been designing for how you access all your files. And, you know, you can mentally, I, real quickly, you know, in OneDrive, you've got your files and then a lot of inference on things that you integrate with or interact with. Uh, and oftentimes that lower half is all about your team files. Um, same thing, but a little different. It, they are technically stored on the same back end, but abstracted in a way where we've built a new user interface to navigate all of your lists, just list types. So files very separate in OneDrive, lists as a, as a unique content type uh, are what you access. The technical thing, which I think is usually a good thing from a security and compliance, obviously an evolution of, biggest question we got before we really explained anything in our in our in some of our early uh, workshop with customers was, 
are am I just going to be taken back to 10 years ago lists, you know, which for them was a negative, clearly. And the answer was clearly, no, we're not going to do that. Um, but if you bring forward a lot of these lists and you give them new capabilities, new access points, new ways of sharing and collaborating, that's that's primarily our goal. Cool. So my question, I'm going to piggyback on that. Okay. In OneDrive, I can start with a document in my OneDrive, and at yep. some point I can say, hey, it is a team document right now. I'm just going to move it into SharePoint. Yep. Can yep. I do similar things with the, with the list? I've started as a my list. It's only to me. And I say, well, I want to now move it. Yep. I know that it's, a, it's a lot of technical things to do that. Yeah, there's a lot. That, in SharePoint. There's a lot of the, the main answer as far as the today answer is no, there is not an easy way to do that. Um, but we get that as a lot of feedback. So uh, engineering team uh, has a way to do it because there, of course, are a lot of APIs and mechanisms for moving stuff around. And the most common thing you might not quite relate to creating a list or moving a list is migration. So we have first and third party migration tools that move lists all the time at, at a scale that's ridiculous. So the act of moving a list is not actually a new thing. The act of you know having it be a end user experience where I can say this list I started myself and everybody else thought it was a great idea so I should move it into my team space and we're all members now. Um, they are looking at that, uh, but that is not possible today. Uh, I've answered the question um, internally, and the the cheat answer is, well, you could always export to Excel, and you could always re-import from Excel. That being said, the team is for sure looking at kind of the move copy, but I think more move for those graduation experiences. Got it. So now to my to my real question. Feedback <laughs> question. Like I'm getting some <laughs> We, we've I can get to my, mine, Mark, and I'm going to ask you a 72-part question. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> so we've talked about templates. So are yeah. we are you talking about the same SharePoint list templates, or we have more templates that we can use today? So the ones that we're starting to ship um, are based on some new technology, but not not different from in the modern era. Very different from a list template of the past. But if you look at what we're doing with page templates, with um, SharePoint site designs, we should probably just call them all templates because at the end of the day, I think that's what most resonates. But the real value is, at least with sites, you can create a site off of a site design or site template and you get X. You can also come right back and say, that template wasn't good enough. And I heard about this other one, but I don't want to change my content. That's lists, that's libraries, that's homepage, that's you know whatever you did in your site. So to run a SharePoint site designer, run a template over and bring in some new capabilities or rearrange some things, um, whatever you may or may not know about a site design, there's a lot that you can do to the site um, that is automating some change or from the get-go starting you know, with a, a certain pattern or a, a programmatic approach. So the technology that they built, these new list templates is very much that. Um, and there is the intent to at some point to have we haven't really kind of figured out a name. Maybe you can tell me what resonates the best, but the concept of a custom template or organization-wide templates. So same with site designs. I can deploy them. I can deploy them in a way where 10 people can use one because they're in the sales department, um, but maybe there's another template only 10 people from HR can use. So however you architect and, and streamline things for different people, uh, the templates will take on that same 
capability. But to get back to the reality of today, uh, not just how they're built, they're very flexible, but they're built in a way where it brings with them uh, a way to get started much more quickly. So if you were to go in and where Sarah has seen, you go and click create, and what pops out is kind of the standard three options, blank, Excel, or uh, from an existing list, which is more the schema. But now there are templates that come with the predefined and pre-populated columns. Uh, some of those columns might be choice fields, so there are pre-populated choices and colors. And as we grow up a little bit, we'll also start to bake in uh, any forms that you may want to have customized, or we may kind of add specific forms for different scenarios. Um, and then the last bit is we're starting to open up this rules engine, which everything I just described is still contained within the list. We haven't yet gone off into the power platform. Um, that's possible. But within the template you define, and now it's first party defined, so these are the eight templates that we have. Um, and it does just that. As you navigate and try a couple of the different templates, you'll see it's all these different columns, different column types, different structure in the column formatting, and some rules and conditional formatting behind. But just that. It, and, but when you land on a list, same as if you had done it blank, outside of what looks like a set of columns, it's pretty blank. But as you start to add new items, you'll see that some of the things are already choice and color coordinated. Uh, there's some logic behind. There's you know things like that. Um, the other thing is, you know, we just launched the lists app in Teams, and with that, there were three distinct templates based on the same technology that the Teams team built, and they're for loans, for incidents, and uh, healthcare. There's one for patients, like a nurses going and rounding. Um, they built specifically not only the smarts of the list, but also the inherent connection to the chat, and so they're kind of glued a little bit more into uh, Teams, but take it as they're still first party. I know we're not quite at the custom, but it was the team's team that took the templates capability and built them for the three that they wanted to offer from an industry perspective. Wow. So we're making progress. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely not like templates of the past, uh, but not too far from the value of using a template. So you can get started much more quickly. You can disseminate you know, a template or a style to lots of different teams. So you get a little bit more of a unified approach to how you do things or once we get to the customized um, which i think will be later this year early next uh you know then it's really open book for people to be able to do whatever they want awesome okay i have 117 questions <laughs> um, which i'll right. i'll summarize in two um so <laughs> uh we know that there's a sharepoint lookbook that's super popular yeah. Um, do you have uh, something similar for lists so that people can get an imaginary, imagination-filled idea of what lists yeah. can look like? That is a great question, and I have an aka.ms answer for you. Um, so just for uh, sake of if you want to go look at it now, you can type in your browser aka.ms slash mslists slash lookbook. Um, it's not yet in the lookbook site that you mentioned, so we're we're trying to figure out how does that lookbook site evolve. Right now, it's just a PDF with lots of pretty pictures that do exactly what you say. Um, we took it from the lens of we want to really identify the kind of the core value of being able to create a list from home and to create them in Teams. That's kind of you know before you start scrolling, but as you start scrolling, you really start to see all of the. Um, different types of templates. We don't go through all eight or, or 11 of them, um, but we go through about three or four and identify a scenario and you get a nice what it looks like and what the 
actual template brands. And then it goes through a little bit at the bottom, um, different ways, even if you're using a similar template. Now with these new views, um, we've got one that looks a little bit more like a tile view that we call gallery. Mm -hmm. And if you have any column that's driven by a date or time, you can visualize it as a calendar. And this is my one caveat, it's not a calendar, but it does visualize like a So if you're tracking like we are for Ignite across three days, which session falls where, all of them have a time and you can even track room. And you know, of course it's it was designed originally for a physical event, but um, the event itinerary is one that we highlight. And it's a great one to be able to then visualize what does our week look like? It's probably not going to replace all the planning tools that a real event planner, you know, would visual would actually organize where all the sessions with seven tracks are going to go. But it would be something that if you've got like I manage all of the lists roadmap items mm -hmm. and I work with my engineers, I'll have target dates for when they're going to be releasing into targeted release. So one piece of component, one one uh, 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 list innovation that isn't yet out is the calendar view. And so I've got a row calendar view, little description, who the PM owner is, and the target date. And if I visualize that with, ironically, in, in a meta point as a calendar, I can see that it's, you know, not too far from now. Okay. Um, my second question is, I know that as a product marketing manager, you have been using lists for quite some time, right? Before it came to market, as you've yeah. been probably helping with testing it out and uh, being a guinea pig and learning all about it. What is your favorite personal list that you use lists for in a, from a personal uh -huh. perspective, either at work so, or at home? Yeah, so it, obviously it's very geared towards commercial. So even on a personal list, you could you could design your own personal list. Um, I, I built a fun one because I, I just had a an, an app idea, but I wanted to track when did we announce X, not just features, but when was SharePoint 2010 announced? You know, when was that that go live date? Uh, when did Office 365 become Office 365? And so I started to create, and I'm just going to pull it up here so I can describe it a little bit better. Um, and actually, if, if we can do it visually, I can share. It's it's kind of a, a silly list. It's not as fancy as uh, you know some of the new innovation because I I did build this one from scratch, but this is one of those. Uh, you can tell me when you can see it, and I'll get it out of the way. So we got lists in the, lists in the background. Um, but I built this one. It's called It's Been X. So I was talking, and I had a demo uh, where I was co-presenting with Ducks. And so I put in something that says Ducks was on the interzone and the date that he was on it was 6-18-2019. So it's been 1.9 years since Duck was on the interzone. Um, another fun one was I put in my birth date. So Mark was born April 12th, 1970. And this over here, this column, which was just a text column to begin with, I started to add some logic, which of course you can do. And I'm really not the right person to ask a lot about how. I just sort of stole a little from the internet and things that Chris Kent can do that in his sleep. So I grabbed a little code and played with it, and I built out a sentence based on a calculation from this date, what is that in years? So for me, even though it started off as kind of a little silly thing, if I scroll down, you'll see here is SharePoint Conference 2005. The date was May 15th, 2006. So it's been 14.24 years since wow. SP05. Wow. Um, 
so just just having fun with it here are all the SharePoint servers and you know it's really a, a list that I was just having fun with but it actually helps sometimes we do you know little birthday tributes to X product or you know we do so I was more just playing around with how can I figure this out um, but if you see here it is a my list it's on my lists and I just titled it it's been uh, it's been X years and then I favorited it like we've been talking about and some of the things that you know are rolling out soon you'll see up here but then from this list I go right back to my lists home uh, and some of these are you know to sort of answer your question in 10 more seconds uh, I did a fun demo for uh, uh, the Minnesota group so we did a fun list with the Minnesota Vikings and I leveraged um, the what was the template that I used here the asset manager uh, and then just tweaked it a little bit so here are the different people from sort of Vikings uh, and so some of them are for fun some of them are actually to help with work uh, and then the important ones are here is the sessions that we have for ignite that's our ignite sessions list and if you notice it's not a my list that's actually in a team site that's called next gen events and then I manage all of our roadmap items for our Microsoft lists and that's in the Microsoft lists team space and on and on and there's nothing in here you know that really breaks any uh, disclosure but um, this is my real signed in use of lists and as I mentioned if you kind of scroll down some of these lists have been around for a lot of time um, more of the recent ones that you see here and that I favorited are starting from uh, Microsoft list era um, but some of them existed before that very cool I actually <laughs> I love it and some of uh, the list that you're showing us with all of the time calculations some of that takes me back because uh, <laughs> I was at some of those early conferences and I was uh -huh. glad I did not see the InfoPath launch because as oh. a, um, I'm aging myself here as a beta tester for InfoPath um, oh, you said yeah, there are some dates you just don't list. need to see that's true <laughs> That is true. Well, but if you send me the date, I'll get it on the list. And next time I reference it, I'll I'll pick that one right out right from the top. Do you have the Windows 95 launch on there? <laughs> I should. I that saw we would know. It's been 25 right? years. Yeah, it's been yeah. 25 years. Yeah. I, I think I'd have to get the GIF of them all dancing and make sure that I can have an image column that supports GIFs. That's right. <laughs> all right, Antonio, I'm yielding. The my, questions. My turn. Okay, so let's. <laughs> I I was going to ask a confirmation, but I think you've already shown this. Um, yeah. I love the fact that you're supporting um, column formatting and row formatting in lists. Yeah, uh, in Microsoft yeah. lists. To me, that was one of the most powerful new um, additions to SharePoint lists. Uh, we've taken SharePoint lists and turned a list literally into an application with. Um, uh, row formatting and column formatting and some of the controls that you showed there. So it does look like you are supporting it in Microsoft lists. For sure. I mean, that is one of those where you can just see it feature in SharePoint and it is a list feature in Microsoft lists. And as we abstract more and more over time, not that we don't uh, expect that people will go to SharePoint for lots of reasons, but for lists, it'll become more of more of an entry point for the list, not the site. Yeah. Um, and even to the extreme of when we bring the Microsoft Lists mobile app, which is something that will come later this year for iOS and then just a fast follow for Android. That is a real distinct entry point. I'm on a mobile device in a mobile application that I downloaded from either the, uh, the Google Play Store or the Apple Store. 
Uh, and of course, after I sign in with my Microsoft 365 credentials, the same as if I go to the SharePoint app today, I get that kind of that start experience to navigate my sites. And when I'm in the site, I get a great site experience. Yeah. They are taking that same approach, hopefully as you would expect in, in this era, but it is not a limited experience wherever you're working with lists. And when you think of conditional formatting, I will be able to do conditional formatting on a list in SharePoint in Microsoft Teams from Lists Home, which is really abstracting away a lot of the Chrome. So it is still the same list. But also from a mobile perspective, imagine on your mobile being able to create a new list from a template and apply conditional formatting, build out rules, you know, do do essentially what you can from the list experience. Uh, they are also building that into mobile. So it's a it's a core part because it really brings everything alive when you have um, you know, dis distinct ways of describing your information. If there are three keynotes for an event, uh, if I use that, you know, certainly they get a label as keynote. Maybe that's blue and I can pivot and show just those keynotes. I can, you know, group them. I can change blue to green if there was any pushback on the color I chose, whatever. Um, and not only that, can you do conditional formatting, but there's also a new choice field experience. Mm -hmm. So when you use the templates, you get sometimes a pre-populated uh, set of choices in a choice column. Uh, and you can think of, you know, for an event, it might be keynote, breakout, uh, you know, a, a one to few kind of thing, w whatever those might be, they are already pre-populated and you can see the name and the color and I can go in and change the name and the color. But if I'm starting from scratch, I now can build out a choice column, you know, you know, the old UI where it was just a box and you just yes. from top down, put your choices in. But, you know, when it comes to formatting and doing any of that, it was, you know, another step and another kind of skill. Um, now it's right in line. You add your you add your choice, you choose your color and you move on. And that's a really nice new experience. That's great. Love it. Um, what, what I'll say, that's really great to hear about the mobile app, because what, what I found is a real game changer for me and for a few other people is the mobile experience for teams. Mm, yeah. Mobile experience for um, Power Automate, right? Like yep, like yep. mobile apps for those are so powerful. Like I can take the Power Automate mobile app and literally build a full, you know, the screen size is obviously small, but I can yep. literally build a full workflow right on my phone. Yep. Um, and then the Teams app, it's almost like, you know, I, I still need my laptop, but there's many times where I can get away with doing everything I need on my phone. So um, yep. to hear that that's coming to lists is awesome. Yeah, and I kind of should have said it in the same vein. Uh, if you've added a list in Teams as a tab, which is really mostly what you do, yeah. um, when you're in the mobile application for Teams, so different from the list mobile app, this is now I'm in the Teams mobile app, which of course does 20,000 things. But if I have a channel that has a list as a tab, they have some new UI that we are now a part of that makes the list look exactly how you would expect. Um, and there's work to you know rationalize the Teams tab experience in the Teams mobile app and what's coming for the list mobile app. They're, they will share a lot of code, but the Teams team did work that actually, again, launched today. So if you're in Teams and you've got a list as a tab, it looks good in, a, in the Teams mobile app. That's great. So this is all good. I can create Teams and everything, but as a yeah. developer or an IT pro, yeah. I want to kind of automate that. I want to go and do it through Graph API or yep. through or through PMP or SP, whatever. Is yep. there going to be a list API available to us? Well, let me first ask you, how would you do it today? 
Um, today I use PMP or, or graph. And that continues. The okay. list API is the same list API. Uh, it is already part of the Microsoft graph. Um, they're doing some work just from a search perspective, which primarily makes it so it's a little bit faster and a little bit more uh, relevant from a recent perspective. So they're adding some smarts around what makes this list important to me. Um, but from a developer's perspective, it's it really hasn't changed. That's sort of the good and bad. Um, the good being whatever you could have done with the list API through the graph, that will continue. It's literally just a list in SharePoint at that point. Um, from a new perspective, if there were things that have evolved since we last updated the list API that you might want or have expected, uh, that is a little bit into the future. Um, but when you add the PNP element to that, and this is where I'm, I'll start talking out of my comfort zone, I know there are things that you can do in PNP and Azure Logic Apps, and right. I won't say too much, but if you could have done it before, you, it absolutely will continue. Perfect, awesome, love that. Yep. Great question too, because on the flip side of that is the governance side. So you you all probably talk more about that than I do, but it is just a set of content in a SharePoint site. So govern away. You know who can have access to the site. That's done. Who can create a site? We've already you know made a lot of progress there. Outside of the creating of a personal list and wanting to manage that a little bit more, um, it still is manageable and governable because it is e-discoverable. It is manageable if uh, somebody leaves or changes roles and for some reason there's that collection of their assets. Now you can kind of assign a manager or as an admin, you can go in and get somebody's OneDrive files. That's they're also looking at that for that personal file, the personal list space. Awesome. I'm going to jump in a second. That was partly where my question about personal list being stored in OneDrive came from. Yeah, because yep. I was thinking about if I'm going to run e-discovery search, if I'm going to set up a retention policy, what do I have to point that at? So yep. for uh, it, it would be OneDrive. It is it is OneDrive to the extent of where you would do it for OneDrive. Yeah. And you know, without trying to trying to be party to what we're moving forward, trying to just abstract away from yeah. the concept of a my site, but we can say it because that is essentially um, the same as you can't navigate to your my site from OneDrive and. For most users, they they don't want to, and and that's not the point. Um, but from an e-discovery perspective, or from a back to Mike's question around API access or whatever, um, it is just an object or a set of objects in SharePoint, and it's governed by who has access and permissions. And as you go up and do the delegation of you know a higher up type of SharePoint admin, Microsoft 365 admin, maybe there's a couple other roles. There would be some limitations to what those different types of roles could do, but if somebody's performing an audit or an e-discovery and they want to include somebody's personal lists, that is that is doable. It would be run the same as you would uh, on their personal files. Um, you would name the individual and in their container, which is their personal storage, uh, whatever's going on there, you could derive. I think there's some work that we will do um, to be a little bit more specific to lists so that you could aggregate the difference between files and lists because um, a lot of it is around activity. What has somebody done? So you'd be able to see the activity, but uh, to pivot on and navigate uh, uh, with a little bit more granularity. I, I believe there's probably a little bit of work there. Great. I have to tell you, I love the model of having Mark, you come on. We asked all the questions <laughs> and you have all the answers. So you guys all look very relaxed. <laughs> um, and given week, we would love to have you, and we'll just keep on finding topics to ask you questions about. 
that'd be great. That'd be great. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, and I love that you've had a lot of questions in your cup. I I didn't see you grabbing from it anymore. I think you were just you, you had already maybe thought, oh, maybe we'll ask him all those list questions no, that we've been getting. <laughs> correct, and I and I have an actual list. So I've been, okay. if you see me looking down, it's because I have a list. Um, thank you so much, Mark. It has been great having you here, and hopefully. Sometime soon, we keep on hoping that sometime in 2021, it'll be safe so that we can see each other in person because it's been a long time. I think I, I don't think that I've we've probably not seen each other in person since last ignite. Uh, yeah, so you know, in the meantime, for a while stay, it just felt like, oh, it's just around the corner. And uh, but I would like it to actually be around the corner. I would like that too. Yeah. So stay safe and have a great week, everyone. And uh, to all of our listeners, we'll catch you on the next episode. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Thanks everyone.